Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today by supporting the Going In Raw Patreon. You can enjoy access to the live taping of the show, exclusive merchandise, and patron-only episodes, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. This is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. That sounds terrible. What's up? This is the most musty WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. Marie. And you are Going In Raw. What's up? It's your girl, Sasha Banks, legit boss, and you are watching Going In Raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. And you are tuned in to Going In Raw right now. How you doing? Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you're going to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever fine podcasts are. Be sure to hit that subscription button, a little notify bell next to it. Make sure you're getting all that juicy Going In Raw content every single day. I was very uh, happy. Somebody in either the comments of our latest uh, podcast, I think yesterday's show, uh-huh. or the day before then said, YouTube has never messed with your channel with me, and I was very happy to That's hear. Good that. news. So good news. We're on. We're on the road to success. We're on the road to the subscriptions and recommendings and all that stuff. Yeah, hopefully. We're also available on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. It's a great way to contribute to the show to support Going In Raw. Uh, we have a variety of amazing reward tiers, including watching this podcast as a live stream. Or, uh, well, not this particular one. No, the dirt sheets aren't done like that. No, but our Raw, SmackDown, and 205 Live and NXT recaps are done like That's that. That's right. We get our whole, our whole patron $5 and up a month community together. We all sit around a fire and talk about wrestling digitally. Yeah. Um, and we're also, oh, also another great way. If you don't have, like, money to kick in, you're like, what do you, what do you guys need money? What do you guys? Um, a great way to support going in raw is by... Uh, writing us either a review or leaving us a rating on the iOS podcast app. Yes. Nothing else that feeds my ego because I can get into the categories and show my wife, look, I have real job. I always say that I don't have a real job, but I have a real job. I'm joking. This isn't real, really a job. My wife has a real job. Yeah. She works at the freaking post office. Yeah, we sit oh, at this man. table. And like a couple of buffoons. Yeah, talk about wrestling for hours on end. Yeah, it's not, not real work. It's not real work, man. It's not real work. Uh, we're also on... Pro wrestling Oh, look at this. I did this today. Look. Oh, what a wide variety. Our entire catalog 
Look at that right there, too, but it's also right there. Yep. Look at that. Our our logo, Fun Wrestling. Hey, you're not me. Our head, yours is over there. Mine's right Oh, look here. at that. Talking about symmetry, but then both of our heads are over there. Yeah. Mecha Santa is down there. We have a bunch of shirts Straight. available now at Pro Wrestling Tees at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Going in Raw. I'm inspired. I want to do some more designs now that I see yeah, all these. Yeah, we need, we need more Going in Raw variant designs. Absolutely, man. Kick out four of them this week. Anyways, All right. Yeah. Another great way to support the show is by buying one of those shirts. Yeah. We get like, what, $7 per shirt? Something like that? Something like that. Pretty good deal. Mm-hmm. It is a good deal. You want to talk about some pro wrestling news? Yeah, why not? All right. Let's kick it off with some John Cena pro wrestling John news. John Cena. Um, so he recently spoke to Wrestle Talk TV. Wrestle Talk. Is that the one with Ollie? I think so. I love his voice, man. I like doing his, sometimes off camera, I'll do his, I'll do an impression of him. John Cena talked to us at Russell Talk, no longer a full-timer. Yeah, he pretty much confirmed that. He was doing some... Uh, that's, a, that's an impression meant with reverence. Go ahead. Uh, John Cena, he was doing some promotional work for his upcoming animated film, Ferdinand. Oh, yeah. I'm going to take the kid to that one. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, this we had to say about the WWE future. Quote, Now, I've openly said that after my match against Roman Reigns, that at 40 years old which is the point in most careers that even the ones who have been ultra-successful are going to pump the brakes a little bit just because it's a physically demanding sport. Mm. I don't ever want to rob the consumer and phone in a performance, and I don't feel at my age I can do a full WWE schedule. But I know that I can still contribute, and I will contribute in any shape or form, even if, even if it's being a surprise entry into a Survivor Series team. Yeah. Just that line makes me laugh. Yeah, I know. He didn't really do much at Survivor he Series. He did not really do much. I will be happy to be on the team because I love WWE. So my role in the future will change. It will certainly be up to, one, what I'm available for, and two, creatively, what they're asking me to do. Why are you groaning about that? I didn't groan. That oh. was a, mm, interesting. Oh, I thought it was, mm. Because he's calling the shots. I mean, look, this has been seen for ages now. He gets to kind of call the shots in terms of, like, what he will do and won't do. Well, it's been the case for, like, a decade. Uh, yeah, for years and years. Nexus. Yeah, exactly. Ask Stu Bennett. Yeah, I know. But I'm ready for it all. I am. And if there's any way I can, contri- can contribute at all, or if the point comes where the WWE finally turns and says, thank you for your service, but we no longer need you, like, that's never going to happen. Yeah. I'm very aware, very aware that that point could be showing up. I don't want to. I want to find that balance of not doing the fans wrong and also not doing the business wrong. Why does why does he talk like a publicist would write out a? Did press you actually release? watch the video for this? No, I didn't. It's he's, great. He's speaking very quietly, like he's exhausted, which he probably is. Yeah, I love he it. He probably was in a in a in a hotel room doing junkets all day. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Um, and he's very measured with his words, very uh-huh. thoughtful, uh-huh. soft spoken. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing at all like his promo work. Is that where they do junkets, hotel rooms? Usually, yeah. Oh, no kidding. That's yeah. a, oh man, that's a mind blower. Yeah. Well, so is there like a bed next to it? Because you no, did no, no, junkets no, no. before for for a little bit. Yeah. Usually they get like one of the huge you know like suites or something yeah and they'll just like corner off part of like what like the living space oh right i've okay. done a ton of them but every, yeah, all the yeah. ones i ever went to was 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 in like oh, four man. seasons or something like that i always figured you know, like, like in a like a warehouse or nope. something holy nope. moly that's a mind i think they do them in hotels because they have uh, uh a space mm-hmm. and then you know space not only for the talent the crew shooting it all the publicists but also all the the journalists oh yeah that that are scheduled to show up throughout the day because mm-hmm. it's not like 
one re- uh, interview was just there at a time. Yeah, really yeah, 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 yeah. So you yeah. go and you get your seven to ten minutes, and then the next one files in. Man. So that's kind of a mouthful. There's more, but there's, that's kind of a mouthful. Yeah, that's that's a lot. To, uh, I mean, I I think he's insinuated that he is focusing on his Hollywood career above all else, but I think this is the first time he's pretty much straight up said, yeah, I'm not a full-timer anymore. Yeah, yeah. I mean... There was that what that run in with TMZ on the street that time that he was like, I'll never retire. I'm never going to retire. Yeah. You know, you don't have to retire to not be there a whole lot. Yeah. Um, so, you know, this is something that we all, I mean, look, you just look at how often he's actually been there. And especially he illustrates it here. And we saw it completely in, in the same manner at Survivor Series. You know, he showed up. He wasn't even wearing a Team Blue shirt. No. You know, and he was just sort of cheerleading people. And yeah. he was like, you know. I don't know. I, it was it was super silly, and I always thought that it was just a really really silly way to put him in there because it was obvious that with all the 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 ballyhoo about him being a free agent, it's like he doesn't he has zero stakes in this match. Oh, and pretty much in anything he's done lately. Like, yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. Um, he talked a bit more about uh, uh how. Uh, you know, the business of Hollywood will interfere with the business of wrestling. Hold on, let me ask this. What? I like this, the second bit here, though. Creatively, what they're asking me to do. In other words, creatively, if they want me to come in and break Ric Flair's record, yeah. that's I'll be doing that. Yeah, yes. I know. That's I know. good. Um, he, said, he spoke about, you know, when you're in a movie, you got to get insurance. Yeah, yeah, that's true. For yourself. Yeah. Um, and that that process precludes him from wrestling while he's shooting a film. Because mm-hmm. as we saw with The Rock at WrestleMania, was it 29? Mm-hmm. He got hurt at WrestleMania and delayed the, the, the start of shooting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The Rock did the start of shooting, I think, Hercules. Okay. Because he tore muscles and stuff. Mm-hmm. So Hollywood does not want that to happen. There's a lot of money in the line with mm-hmm. these movies. Yeah. So they want things to happen when they're supposed to happen, things to be done on time. So you can't go off and wrestle, risk injury yeah. while you're shooting a movie because that can delay a lot of stuff and cost a lot of money. Yeah, the budget for that Justice League movie is $300 million. It's ridiculous. The budget for Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is $200 million. Ridiculous. I know. And it looks like, it looks like that looks like a $300 million movie. I know. Justice League looks well, like when you spend, what, $25 million to get rid of a mustache? It's going to kind of, yeah, it's going to yeah. juice up the stats. Um, he said, uh, even after the film is finished, you know, you got to take the time to promote your True. film. Yeah. Um, because if not, he says, quote, that's like having <coughs> that's like having WrestleMania not letting everybody know where to see it. Know where to see it. Nobody would show up. So you have to do, you have to, I can't read today. So you, so you do have to make time to promote. Yeah. Um, Cena, for the rest of this year at least, is confirmed for uh, two WB shows. Um, the annual, I think, uh, Madison Square Garden house show the day after Christmas, where he's taken on Roman Reigns for the Intercontinental title. And then uh, a December 30th SmackDown live event in Tampa, Tampa Florida. Mm-hmm. That's where he lives. Um, and he's been rumored, according to Cage Side Seats, for the Christmas Day edition of Raw as well, to potentially Ooh. answer Roman Reigns' uh, Intercontinental Open Challenge. Of course, a rematch. From No Mercy. No Mercy. Um, I'm going to come in with a Ferdinand shirt on Christmas. That'd be great. Because it opens this weekend, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, I looked on IMDb to see what he had on the docket in terms of his film work. Mm -hmm. Um, He has two films right now in post-production. They're coming out in 2018. The Transformers spinoff Bumblebee. Uh And then that comedy movie. Blockers. Blockers with Leslie Mann. There's already a trailer for that one. Yeah. Yeah, is that coming out towards the, is that a summer one or is that coming out towards know. the beginning? Probably. I, I mean, there's already a trailer for it. It's got to yeah, be towards the beginning. Yeah, probably 20, uh, early 2018. Yeah. Um, so, according to IMDb, apart from promotional duties, 
he has to, of course, fulfill to promote those two films. His schedule is clear for 2018. I'm sure that will be filled with other movie roles. I wonder. I wonder how much of it is, uh, you know, that he probably has a slate of projects in front of him. And then I wonder if at that point it's okay. Well, let's see how well Ferdinand does. Uh, it's already getting, already got. I think like a Golden Globe. Yeah, it did um, a review, uh, nomination. Nomination. Yeah. yeah. And then let's see how well does. I think one of the bigger things is going to be blockers. Let's see how well that does. See what kind of salary he can command for the projects that he has in front of him. I would kind of maybe like maybe that's kind of the thing in terms of him not having anything lined up. Because you look at some actors, like some hot actors, and their like lineup is going through 2020 already. You know yeah, what I mean? I know, I know. So with Cena, it is going to be kind of interesting to see. He is at that point right now in Hollywood where. It's either going to be kind of a make or break thing, you know. Well, I mean, I think I like think the, the Rock got there so gradually, yeah. and with Cena, it's a little bit different because he's starting out a little older. The uh, release was. date for Blockers is April sixth. Okay. Um, uh, and also, I believe these are Cena's first two starring roles. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, he, he and Leslie Mann play uh, parents in Blockers, and it looks like yeah, this is a, he's a headliner. Uh, June 8th, 2018. Who's Haley Steinfeld? She was in uh, the True Grit remake. Oh, okay, okay. I believe. Yeah. Um, so that could be another thing, too, is is just these are his first two, you know, above the line, above uh-huh, the title, sure. starring yeah. roles. So there's not a real good grasp on what he can open is basically the thing. Yeah. And so once they have a better grasp on that, it's like, okay, yep, I'll be Shazam, I'll do this, and I'll do this. Yeah. I'll command... X number of dollars. Yes, and if he can make X number of dollars for two months' worth of work, when that two months' worth of work is just as much, if not more, that he'll make for an entire year mm-hmm. of working for WB, I mean, it's not that hard of a, a, a decision to make, and then especially by, at 40 years old. And then he gets into politics, and in 2024, we get Rock Cena on the national ticket. You think that's how it's going to happen? That's obviously how it's going to happen. Tell me it's not out of the realm of possibility. Oh, it's not. I think 2024 <laughs> is a little early. I'd say... Uh, oh, really? I don't know. The way Rock is talking, he's already, already going to be in... Uh, where do they go first? Iowa or Illinois? Iowa? Iowa, yeah. They go to Iowa, Iowa first. Iowa, New Hampshire, yeah. They always know they're going to run if they go to Iowa. Yeah. Um, yeah, that'd be fun. Once-in-a-lifetime ticket. Oh, I know. <laughs> but then they win, they, uh, win re-election. <laughs> that was good. That was good. See, look at us. Yeah, bunch of nerds we are. I know. So, I mean, I, I suppose we can speculate that we'll see Cena at the major four pay-per-views, yeah. or at least most of them. I fully expect them to be at least at WrestleMania. I'm about the Rumble, but he should be at WrestleMania. They're not going to have WrestleMania without John Cena. No, of course not. No, because they they have to film stuff for Total Divas or Total Bellas or whatever. Oh yeah, they're supposed to get married, John and Nikki Bella. Yeah, I know they're going to do that in the ring. But no, but they might do it for TV. Yeah, they might. Yeah, they'll do something. They'll do something to promote Total Bellas at at WrestleMania yeah, or, or or the other because they're not going to have them break the flare record there. No. Yeah. No. I mean, if they God, do, he's not going to win the Rumble, is he? Oh, I hope not. And beat AJ again? No, I hope not. Call him that guy from Atlanta, where he's from? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I was thinking today, and this might be one of my predictions. Here's an early. Uh, is he going to be a Wrestle Kingdom? No. Early glimpse of perhaps one of my predictions. I really feel like that AJ should hold that belt for, if not all of 2018, a vast majority of it. Because the belt, that WWE title has bounced around a lot this year. Yeah, I know. Keep it on AJ throughout the year. And then, because the the odds of of Nakamura's style happening at WrestleMania 34 seem pretty slim at this point. Yeah. Save it for 35. Okay, so... They need to get Nakamura on track. 
Yeah, I don't know. The we'll next, talk about more the, in our the, ne- the next couple episode. months. The next couple months are going to really say a Be lot about oh, Shinsuke I Nakamura. I know. Whether or not he's going to hightail back to Japan as soon as he can or... Whether or not he's going to be part of that Bruno legacy. Mm-hmm. Anyways, speaking of New Japan, um, what is this about? New Japan Wrestling, New Japan Pro Wrestling live in USA. Yeah, on, t- on TV. <coughs> um, Sports Illustrated's Extra Mustard recently spoke to Access TV chairman and Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban. I had no and idea. And again, potential future presidential candidate. Yeah, I didn't know he was involved with Access TV until I, wrote, or I read this. Well, didn't Access used to be HDNet? Oh, is that what it was? Maybe, maybe not. Don't I knew, me I knew he was uh, he was one of the guys behind HDNet. HD okay, that's Net. true. That's that's interesting. Um, he spoke about what the future holds for New Japan on his network. Oh yeah, here we go. HDNet Movies is an American digital and cable satellite television network owned and operated by Access TV oh, okay. LLC. So Access is the parent company. I think now it's just Access Movies. Gotcha. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Original promoing on HDNet. Uh, yeah, following its relaunch of Access TV in okay. July 2012. Okay. okay. Well, is that long ago? Apparently. That's crazy. Yeah. So, uh, Mark Cuban spoke with Extra Mustard, and this we had to say about what the future holds for New Japan on this network. Quote, we're looking forward to expand on Friday nights. We want to do more live as opposed to the delay, and we're talking to them about special events. We went from a delay to a short delay to live. Of course, the G1 special in USA was aired live on that. Mm-hmm, yeah. So we're going to get smarter about it. The numbers keep on going up. Other TVs are declining and ours are going up. That's a good sign. There are some nights when it beats MMA and is doing that well. There will be times in the future when we add more New Japan Pro Wrestling and less MMA. It's a Friday night staple. Number one, my mind is blown that Cuban is such a mark for New Japan Pro Wrestling. That's great. I know. That is because he is... I actually really, really like Mark Cuban. I don't really know a lot of what his, like, political leanings are, like what his philosophies are, but I know he's a smart guy. Mm-hmm. He's a really smart guy. I've always really been tickled by his um, uh, unabashed love for basketball. Yeah. He's always there in the front. I mean, I think less these days maybe than before, but back then it was like a giant child fan of the Dallas Mavericks in the front every time. Yeah. yeah. You know, yelling at the refs, screaming at the refs, always getting fined. I love Mark Cuban. I think that he's he's fantastic. And so the fact that he's kind of, you know, one of the figureheads that's kind of responsible for pushing this United States expansion of New Japan Pro Wrestling yeah. is great for fans of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah, and I think it's this for Wrestle Kingdom 12. They're airing a three-hour cut of it, what, three, two or three, four days after the show? Two days later. On the 6th? Yeah. Which last year yeah. was like a week or two. Yeah, and, and they, they, they split, split it, it up. Yeah. yeah, they split it up in chunks. Yeah. Yeah. So I think from what I read, that uh, yeah, that's the plan is mm-hmm. to do it two days after, kind of like a three-hour cut. And I think I heard they were going to kind of at least on a, a paper cut of it on the fly, like during the show, mm-hmm. they were gonna, the actual live broadcast mm-hmm. on New Japan World. Yeah. And uh, oh, what's the company in Japan that broadcasts? I'm sorry, it's escaping me. Yeah. Um, that they're going to, you know, try to work out the timing to get, you know, I guess the best matches in the, yeah. the three-hour time frame. Um, and then uh, when asked if Vince McMahon views New Japan on Access TV as a threat, Cuban said, no, he thinks we're just little. S-word. Ish. Ish. We're not a threat because of the language. That's the biggest challenge, the language. But if you're a purist for wrestling and you like the action, it's the best promotion by far. People here aren't going to... 
aren't going to connect as directly, but if you really love wrestling, then it's a no-brainer. 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 Um, I love that, too, because then, uh, I mean, and he, he acknowledges the biggest challenge is the language, and that's why it's kind of interesting that New Japan, they recently um, launched or re-sort of freshened up their YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. I mean, they launched it. They launched the uh, English language version. Right, yeah. exactly. Like, they understand that that's the biggest, that's the biggest obstacle. Um, and so you got all this English language stuff. You got subtitled stuff. But I think the, the power of their in-ring product is that they're so focused on storytelling. And that's universal. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So whether you, you are familiar with the language or not, as long as you understand the language of pro wrestling, you can enjoy their product. Yeah, but here's the thing: like that's a specific set. Well, like, I you, that. If you want, if you want to appeal to casuals, I understand. All you that. want to understand like the language that you you, you want to know what they're talking well, about because it's, it's we've been so conditioned. We've been so conditioned by WWE to understand that wrestling is, you know, so character based that what what they're saying. Like, in their promos and stuff? just as important as what they do in the ring, I understand that. Or but, matters quite a bit. But uh, New Japan's uh, approach to booking is quite a bit different. Mm-hmm. Usually they don't have the, 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 the same amount of interviews and promos and all that kind of stuff. It's yep. Usually as simple as, I challenge you, during the course of the Road 2 shows to a particular event, they use tag matches to develop stories between participants, and then, then you know, at the, the major shows, they tell the story they're going to tell during the match. There's not a whole lot of, like, character stuff is derived through how people perform, mm-hmm. not necessarily what they say. Yeah. And you have long-term booking, but it's usually in terms of, of how people approach matches going back. Like Naito, for example, three or four years ago when he was supposed to be in the Wrestle Kingdom main event, got deprived of that slot. And then this year they're pu- really pushing the idea that there's co-main events, mm-hmm. and Naito has a problem with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's it's just a natural extension. I mean, we we agree on it. It's just a natural extension of them using English commentary. Oh yeah, you know, it's like when Okada. I mean, for like just personally speaking, when Okada finishes when Okada finishes up a match and he gets on the mic, I'd love to know what he says. Oh yeah, no, At I this agree. Point, I don't because they don't do that. Like yeah. they now, I think with the YouTube channel, they've been kind of doing that. Well, and on uh, like transcripts on the English language uh, New Japan website. Yeah, they have yeah, I know. But who wants to go there? Like if if you're looking at, hey, how do we do this? We have this access channel, and we have this this block of programming. We want to appeal to people. You know, we need to find. You know, the the, the language issue is one roadblock to wider acceptance. And he recognizes that. He understands that. And uh, and I think that's awesome. Again, I think they have a lot of. They've got some smart people. They've got mm-hmm. a start, smart strategy. They understand that. Hey, you know, I, I don't know. Like it's funny because I know that I would I would assume that New Japan is not interested in competing with the WWE. I think they probably understand that there is a market for what they do yeah. here in the yeah. United States, which can make them even more money. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Cuban's kind of a different thing, though. I could see Cuban maybe having a little bit not not one that's like going to stunt anything. Because sometimes that can happen, but a bit of a competitive streak. Oh, yeah. He might want to be like, no. I mean, the reason you know, that he was so uh, full of gusto at Mavs games is because he seemed like a competitive guy. Yeah, no, totally. You know, he was willing to dump a lot or, you know, spend a lot of money to get that championship, and he got it. Yeah. So there probably is an element of, you know, man, I, I would, lo- you know, there's no reason. there There's no reason why we can't be competing with the WWE at some point in time mm-hmm. down the future, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and as long as it makes, you know, good decisions, there's no reason why they can't be oh, doing I know. that. You know? I know. So as long as they have a long-term plan to mm-hmm. 
That's sustainable. Long-term plans that are long sustainable. Term booking. Let's talk about long-term long booking. booking. And who Do doesn't I, like long-term Vince booking? Vince does not like long-term booking. I don't have it. I don't have it. touch his back. Yeah, it seems like it. Uh, former WWE oh. writer Tom uh, Castiello recently appeared on the Agenda podcast. And it was like a four-hour-long podcast. This guy was dishing... All sorts of great yeah, he's stories. talking about uh, early ideas for his sister Abigail. Yeah. That bit of news picked up a lot of steam. Yeah, he had to come back and say, hold on, everybody. That was Caitlin, apparently, was one of many ideas that were being bandied about for, you know, to be to be one possible and sister Abigail. And that became the story that Caitlin was supposed to be sister uh, Abigail. Oh, wildcard funnels. Yeah. Um, so he spoke on the Agenda podcast about the lack of long-term booking at WWE. And these quotes are uh, via Fightful.com. Now, I want to do a quote. Here, go ahead. Here's the thing. You can't really pitch a year's worth of long story to Vince. I tried to do it when I first started there because in soap operas... Yeah, I used to work in soaps. You pitch a year's worth of story. You can't do that with Vince. He kind of wants to know what mania is for next year, but otherwise, go three months. If you go a year with three different turns and all these twists and turns, he gets lost. You got to do it in smaller doses. Yeah, later on he says that you got to kind of just vaguely reference relationships between characters to, to keep it fresh in, in viewers' minds. You can't really just do a full... You just can't book out a year's story, he said. Yeah. You just kind of got to take it step by step and then just kind of come back around to things here and there. And then finally, it, we, whatever you want your end of your story to be, then you push forward at the end. Yeah. If I'm right correctly. Remember he said the thing about you got to be vague about relationships and kind of like the, the medium or the middle aspect of whatever story you want to tell. You just can't pitch a year's worth of story. Yeah, well, which is weird to me because I think back to Macho Man Hogan. Yes, like that was like a two-year two year story. That was a two-year story. He had the patience back then for it. Well, maybe it was just coincidentally told in three-month chunks. Well, also, no, I, I would think that because the landscape of media and the WWE has changed so oh, drastically, you know. And you remember how it was during the uh, you know during the Attitude Era. Um, Sorry. During the Attitude Era, what was it like, you know, Vince Russo's philosophy, you know, what they used to call it, Smash TV, how it's just like, we just do one thing, you know, every week, every week, every week, every week, and uh, I mean, the, you know, back then, it was, I'm, try, I'm trying to remember if there's any, like, long-term storytelling, and I guess, I mean, with, okay, so for example, with The Rock, mm -hmm. do you think his ascent was planned out from him joining the nation through Survivor Series? No, it wasn't. It was just, they had to schedule out, like, you know, that moment for Survivor yeah. Series, and they probably led into it. I don't know, man. I mean, I kind of, I I get what, I I get that he had that Hogan Macho Man thing, and back then, oh, I think that was so different. Well, I also think that was kind of an outlier. Right, exactly, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, that, that might have been the case on occasion for top-of-the-card stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's not like every feud or storyline was booked out for a year or two. Right, exactly. And you're right. That's sort of the exception. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, I, I also kind of get I mean, we've kind of heard, like, you know, for, for example, like our friends at uh, uh, Cultaholic. It used to be at What Culture? And they would do some of the booking for WCPW. And we talked very, very briefly sort of when we were doing the Internet Darlings thing and, and during that weekend – and uh, them, and then like Grimm, for example, he does booking on his mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's. I, I would I would imagine that some of it has to do with 
Well, it's difficult to book a year out because well, we don't know what injuries are going to happen. Well, we don't know what contracts I mean, are. This isn't necessarily the same scenario as them, but when we were booking out uh, fun wrestling in WCW, we had a beginning, we had an end. Yeah. We didn't know how we were going to get to that end. Right, exactly. We knew yeah. what the end was going to be. Yeah. And so individually, we you know we had our own promotions, so we told our own stories. And by and by, I was booking my you know stuff as like Smash TV. You know, yeah, I used yeah. to try to pop ratings all the time. And then I came around to like, okay, well, I kind of want to get to this point. But I mean, you know, you're absolutely right. And you know, you have so many writers, and Vince has so much, so many things to juggle. And even I mean, look, you know, one of our favorite products, my personal favorite product, is NXT. And it's like, is there a vision there? Is there a plan? Yeah, but they don't book a year out. No, no, because they never know who's going to be on the roster or not in a year's time. There is zero chance they can do that. They, yeah. But they have just really, really simple, like, you know, compelling stories based off of character and, and some plot twists here and there. Yeah. But they book from basically takeover to takeover, which yeah. is three months to three months. Yeah, pretty much. Um, New uh, Japan is pretty much, I would say, the one promotion that we've heard books a year in advance. Yeah. The problem with the, the, the main problem isn't necessarily with you know, pitch him three months. It's you pitch him three months and he approves it, and a month in he might want to do a one eighty. Yeah, he wakes that's up and he's really like, "That's where the problem is." Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I, I I understand how like the difficulty of doing a year in advance. It's like, you know, I mean, New Japan. I I I understand that they have their their philosophy for booking their story arcs, the way they tell their stories, as we just said. Yeah, vastly different than the yeah. way WWE tells their stories. Um, and so I kind of understand how, you know, he why he wouldn't want to do like super long term storylines because it's probably really really difficult to do that. Yes, yeah. especially with so many cooks in the kitchen, so much money in the shareholders and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. riding on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just saw recently how you know uh, WB trying to make some headway in the the India market, put the belt on Jinder, yeah, and then change course when ratings here at home. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going down, and then I think in the newsletter today, Meltzer talked extensively about mm-hmm. the match between Jinder, Jinder and Triple H. Yeah. And, you know, it didn't sell out. It was originally scheduled for two dates. They canceled one, just had mm-hmm. one date. Yeah. And how it seemed like, you know, their efforts didn't, didn't, weren't necessarily as successful as they wanted them to be. Yeah. And so, you know, who knows how long they had initially hoped uh, Jinder would carry that belt. Right. But they had to change course. Yeah. And that's, like that's the thing. Like you get six months into a thing. It's like, look at uh, Roman Brock at, th- at Mania 31. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, they had that plan for Roman back then. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the guy was getting over like a wet fart. Yep. And so what do you do? You toss Seth Rollins in there and, and boom, everybody explodes. And yeah, oh my God. everybody goes home happy. Exactly. So it's like, I mean, I don't, there's part of me that's like, hey, you know, kudos to Vince for going through with this Roman Reigns thing, you know, regardless of what the fan reaction is. You really had a four-year plan for Roman. What's that? Yeah, I know, right? I know. I know. Well, I think he's had a plan for Roman. It's just, it's taken him four years to get there. He's had a plan. His plan consists of (coughs) make Roman top guy. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. The steps involved in in bringing that plan to fruition have often changed. I wonder if part of the, the, because was it the same interview with WrestleTalk? Where Cena said there isn't, there probably won't be another top guy. It's going to be probably, several yeah. top guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that was one way of him like trying to say, "Hey, Vince, you're not going to make Roman another me. You have to rely on you know a, a diverse, the depth of array. Your roster, yeah. yeah, exactly. You need several top guys. Well, I'd, I'd, I'd hope to think that Cena is is smart enough to realize that uh, you can't make a John Cena. 
Yeah. The reason John Cena became John Cena is because he developed organically, became popular mm-hmm. organically. Yeah. It wasn't like Vince said, I'm going to make this guy. Maybe these conversations did happen back in 2002. I'm not aware of it. Yeah. Vince says, I mean, because you hear from various people that Cena at early in his career was on the verge of being fired. Mm-hmm, yeah. It wasn't until he uh, came up with the economics gimmick mm-hmm. that he started getting over because he was because it was cool yeah nothing beats cool man yeah I know you gotta be cool nothing beats cool Roman's not that cool he really isn't that cool sometimes he shows flashes of being cool mm-hmm. Finn Balor's cool yeah Finn Balor who is the coolest man bo- on earth still boggles my mind that Vince if, if that's true if it's true that Vince wouldn't think that that Finn is over that's so bizarre to me. Well, I don't know if he thought he, it, was, it was so much a concern about Vince thinking Finn was over. He just thought, from what I heard, again, take it with a grain of salt, he thought Finn was bland. Oh, really? Yeah. Who said that? That's what I, the initial thing I read was that oh, really? he thought he was bland and he wasn't as... And I think as an extension of that, he didn't think Finn was as over as he... I mean, he's the show Vince... Could have been. I mean, he's the show Vince, Finn's work in New Japan, Vince, Finn's promo work in New Japan. He doesn't have to be a heel. You yeah. can still get your, you can have your cake and eat it too. Just give him a little bit of an edge. Show him a little bit, of, have him show a little personality. Yeah, man. What the heck? I don't know. Anyways. Um, oh, yeah. We got to give a shout out to our uh, sponsor today. Yeah. Fuego Box. We'd like to take this time to thank the sponsor. Today's episode of Going In Raw, Fuego Box. Yeah, everyone's done all the standard gift items. Clothes, cologne, a nice bottle of liquor. Done, done. And done. Yeah, we've got something different and much better than any of that, those this holiday season. Do you put hot sauce on everything? If so, it's time to check out Fuego Box, a hot sauce club that delivers boxes of small batch and gourmet hot sauces right to your doorstep. They focus on flavor over heat and always avoid gimmicky selections. Think of it as a hot sauce club for people who love food. Yes. To purchase, go to FuegoBox.com and use code RAW1 for $10 off your first box. That's FuegoBox.com, promo code RAW1, R-A-W, number one, for 10 bucks off the best hot sauces you've probably never heard of. That's FuegoBox.com, promo code RAW1. Yeah, we just got the first box. Yeah. I'm excited to try some of them out. If you really want to, like, if you really want to support going in raw... Just go to FuegoBox.com and check out what they have to offer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Rockstar Spud. Maybe. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. If you want to not have uh, stuff on Raw and or 205 Live next week spoiled, then you can just stop watching now. Stop watching. Or just mute it. Fast forward a little while. Yeah, like three to five minutes. We don't have like specifics about a storyline. No. But he's set to debut next week. According to PW Insider, plan... Of course, him debuting as a member of the 205 Live roster. So he'll be on 205 Live and Raw. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like next week we're getting both Spud and Hideo Itami. Mm-hmm. And given what happened on 205 Live this week, there could be some massive shifts happening in the power dynamics on 205 Live. What with uh, Drew Gulak uh, trying to get an opportunity to wrestle Lenzo for the Cruiserweight title. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be interesting to add the elements of Rockstar Spud and Hideo Itami into the show mix things up a little bit. I wonder, I wonder that, I have a gut feeling they're going to let this stuff play out. Separate from the top of the card stuff? Hitami for sure. Itami, I think he's going to be, he's probably going to have a couple weeks of, of crushing um, local enhancement talent. Jobbers. Uh, Rockstar Spud's got to be a little bit different. I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what, 
I mean, you can't have two guys come in and just start squashing jobbers, right? No, and Spud... Spud doesn't make sense. No, I mean, but, uh, you know, if, if Gulak does his face turn as expected, I mean, could Spud, you know, join up with Enzo or something like that? Here's my... Here's my... Here's what I'm going to speculate. I'm going to say this. Uh, Hideo comes in and squashes jobbers. Rockstar Spud might debut in video vignettes. Could be. I could see that as happening. And that'll last up until, like, Drew has the title. Because I think that's going to happen. That... I actually, I actually like 205 Live better than NXT this week. Yeah, same here. I thought it was really good. I just really wish they did it on Raw. That mm-hmm. last sequence, I wish they did it on Raw. Yeah. That could have closed Raw, dude. Yeah, I know. It was, it was really so good. good. And the crowd was... I Man, I freaking hate people sometimes. Yeah, they weren't into it. This is boring. Why would you ever chant that? Like, really? You're going to be that much of a dick? Mm-hmm. Well, this is boring. Get out of here with that. Oh, I hate people. It was really good. No, I thought it was awesome. Tony Nisa did an amazing job. Yeah, it was great. Drew Gulak did an awesome job. Amazing. Fantastic. It was great. Um, Let's do a couple follow-ups. Talking about 205 Live and how it will be affected by the Mixed Match Challenge. Um, You've been watching all these promos for the Mixed Match Challenge? a couple of them. Yeah. Um, Per Wrestling Sheet, Wrestling Observer, and PW Insider all had additional details available about the Mixed Match Challenge. Following, I know it is, the show's announcement on Wednesday... Here's what Pro Wrestling She had to say. Okie doke. It said, in the exclusive report, that Vince McMahon is, quote, pulling out all the stops yeah. with the Mixed Match Challenge to impress Facebook's top brass, as well as other website streaming services, in an effort to open new doors for 2019 when the company's TV contract with, TV, with NBC Universal expires, and that, quote, we're told WWE is looking at this 12-week run as a test to see if revenue could be comparable. This is the most interesting thing in the Observer Newsletter this week, is just how hardcore they're going after Facebook to try to drive up their TV deal. Or to see if a streaming service would be a viable option. This next part, there's not a chance that they actually consider this realistically. There is not a chance in hell they're going to... No. It seems a bit... bit So here's what it says. As far as how the WWE Facebook deal could affect the next TV contract, uh, the Wrestling Observer himself added... For WWE, if Facebook sees the value as being worth a ton of money, it can use Facebook to either leverage up the television rights fees for programming for its next contract. There should be a period there. But then it continues. Or even move Raw, SmackDown, or both to Facebook if they make the best offer and the feeling is they won't lose audience in such a move. No news! There's not a chance in hell that Raw or SmackDown is going to move to Facebook. I, I'd say the chance is slim, but here's the thing. Facebook for years... 2% botch, maybe. Yeah, Facebook has, has, for years has been trying to, to make headway in online video, trying to chip away YouTube's market dominance. Um, they just launched their own, their own uh, uh, video app, this Facebook watch thing, that the mixed match challenge is going to be on. It's tough to say. Yeah, it is. Um, Facebook has a ton of money. Yeah, they, they, have, they have a ton you, of money. Do you think if they said, all right, WWE, we'll throw you $300 million a year for your televised product, and the fact that Facebook is available uh, has, has a reach of like 2 billion people, that would be enticing. If pretty much the only thing, there's two things they would come down to, whether WWE is really that comfortable losing uh, uh, a TV outlet, and two, how much money Facebook would throw their way. It would... I I I, I mean I, I don't think it's going to happen because I think I think we're not quite at a tipping point yet where streaming services are going to take over cable cable television. There's still I think enough people who rely on broadcast television 
they haven't cut the cord, or I haven't cut the cord yet, mm-hmm. um, that going exclusively streaming is not a viable option necessarily. But then you see stuff like Netflix and, and all those sort of streaming services that are thriving. Yeah. So if if they think that doing uh, broadcasting their programming uh, it, with the streaming service is, 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 is profitable enough, they would probably consider it. I never thought they wouldn't. They they would jump from the USA Network and then they did that. Well, I never. I mean, that's one thing. I go. I know. I know. USA that's that's a, a small. Then. That's a small step compared to going off TV completely and going strictly streaming. I can't. I cannot. I mean, you know what, what you're saying is absolutely right. Facebook has 300 million to throw around. Oh yeah, I guarantee that. Yeah, I would think if Facebook really wants to establish their video platform. They got to get some top of the line first run type stuff. They would need, man. I don't know, dude. Here's the okay. Here's the thing. Facebook, because you're right. Facebook probably wants to compete with YouTube. Facebook number one needs to stop cooking their video numbers because everybody knows that those numbers are bunk. Yeah. Like you go on there and you're like, you know, you post a video on there, and if you watch like, if you're scrolling through your feed and it auto plays and it auto plays through your feed, you know. Then it registers a view. Are you kidding me? With YouTube, it reg- YouTube is so much more like it's not a fantasy land with numbers. No. Like you can dig into the analytics, and I think it's like what? You have to watch them for 30 seconds, 30 seconds for it to yeah. which is a long time. Yeah. For it to register as a view. And number two, if they want to compete with YouTube, why haven't they let creators monetize their video? Yeah, that's, that's confusing. That's to me. weird. Do you know how many people, especially now, People would flock I know. Maybe if they just were able to monetize. I think they just launched their Facebook Watch in early August. So that's been, what, four months? So you'd like to think that sometime within the next two to four months they would be able to, they would add that option to yeah. it. Yeah. You would think? You would think so. But I don't know. I have a really, really tough time. I mean, it, look, if it leverages, <coughs> if it adds leverage, that'd be great. You're right. If, if Facebook said, hey... Whatever USA or NBC Universal offers you, we'll double it. If they said that, then, God, there's the possibility, I yeah. guess. I mean, you're right. They would have to consider it. It'd be foolish not to. But, man, that's... It would be, it'd be tough to leave TV behind completely. It would be tough to leave TV behind. Man. Yeah, I don't know. Because I can't... Okay, so I just got my new giant TV. Mm-hmm. It has already built in. It's got Netflix. It's got Hulu. It's got Amazon. Um, my idea, is there a, I mean, I'm assuming there is, there is a Facebook watch app of some sort. Uh, I think there is on mobile. On mobile? But I don't know if there is on, uh, like that's Chromecast enabled. Like Roku and or Roku Chromecast or Apple TV. Or Apple TV. I haven't seen it on there. Yeah. I think I might've seen it. I don't know. Like, man, establish your crap first before you, I don't know. I just, if I, like, how am I supposed to log in a stupid Facebook? I hate Facebook. I do too. And I don't want it to, to log into Facebook to watch wrestling. I know, right? It sounds dumb. I know, but like, cut, like, is, cut, cool cut a know. separate deal to do more of this stuff. But man, keep Raw and SmackDown on USA. I can't believe they lose cable, but it's, 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 it's a new day. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, uh, per wrestling sheet also reports they there had been talk of shooting 205 live before SmackDown, but according to their sources, quote a firm decision hasn't. Uh, still hasn't been made, but then on Pro Wrestling Insider, they said um, that uh, they confirmed with their sources that 205 Live will shoot an air at 10.30 Eastern, so following Mixed Match Challenge. Okay. Um, so I, I, like, I like it better before. 
Yeah, crowd's excited. To be, look, you're either gonna well, have a, you're, you're, you're gonna have you're gonna have a half empty arena problem that is that is excited for to watch it, or you're gonna have a half empty arena that is gonna start chanting "This is boring" during a really well done dramatic scene. I you know. might as well have, you know, a half empty arena that is just getting there and it's like, oh, cool, I'm sitting down with my popcorn. Wow, what a great match this is. Ooh, wild card finals, or it could be what the beginning of SummerSlam when there literally was 15 people. Yeah, I know. It means damned if you do, damned if you don't. I don't know. It's all a mess, dude. It is. Uh, One last follow-up. Triple H was on the In This Corner podcast. He was talking about the potential uh, of Ronda Rousey Mm. coming over to WWE and uh, that we talked about last Thursday, I believe, mm-hmm. and uh, going in Raw Daily. And he appeared to be pouring a bit of cold water on reports Ooh. that a deal between Rousey and WWE was imminent. Oh, wow. Would you like to read this, Steve? Yeah. I find it funny. He literally said it's funny. Oh, I love it. It's funny because every now and then I wake up and I look at either social media or the news and I see a report and it's like, well, that's news to me because I'm the one who would be having that conversation. So it's interesting with, quote, sources say, I wish I had something more to tell you than that, but we're just kind of talking and feeling where it goes and she's making movies and doing other things. But it's exciting and there's a lot of interest on both sides. So we'll see where it goes. He went into, like, full raise Triple H. And then he queued up, time to play the game. His first theme. His first theme. It's an underrated Triple H theme. I like that. It's a great theme. I I always love that theme. Um, More time! I wouldn't expect him to go on a podcast to confirm uh, that Rousey's coming, especially if it's going to be a huge surprise. I mean, he's huge on keeping secrets. Yeah. Keep secrets, man. Of course he's going to pour cold water on those reports. He said, not going to happen. Yeah. Um... But he didn't deny conversations. He just said, oh, I don't know of any, any deal. Yeah. He just more or less said, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. this talent relations. Joe, go talk to Michael Hayes. But then they're like, well, no, Triple H, you're like VP of three things. And one of those is, is talent. Yeah, no, I delegate all my, all my go stuff. Talk, go talk to Mark Carano. Go talk to Mark Carano. He's never laced up boots. He doesn't know anything. He's not qualified to know about that. Roman's top guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, goodness! What a mess! Wrestling's so weird. It is weird. What a weird place we're in. It is a weird place. Anyways, I, anyways, that's our news for this week. Oh wow! I think unless you got something else. No, uh, Samoa Joe's kicking up some. He's kicking up some some heat on uh, Twitter uh, because his response to the mix match challenge. I just saw some people crowing about this. Where's Samoa Joe? Do you know what Samoa Joe's real name is? No. It's, uh, I'm going to butcher this. It's something like Nufalo Joel. Joel. Yeah. And then his last name uh, is like uh, Shanoa. Oh, okay. So I think he's like, oh, Shanoa Samoa Joe. Anyways, Samoa Joe, he said this about the mixed match tag challenge. He said special announcement. Due to the impending WWE Mixed Match Challenge, I will now have a full-time towel attendant ringside while I pummel the other male participants in the tournament unconscious. Thank you, the management. <laughs> so some people are saying, Joe, are you calling your, your female tag partner a towel attendant now? 
people are saying that he's sexist. I think he's probably just in character, starting in an angle with whoever his partner is, which he will then put over, or whom he will then put over. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I, Joe wasn't even in the list of people participating, was he? Are you serious? That'd be great if he was. That'd be hilarious if he was just talking I mean, about this. One, there's one that was up for fan vote, but I'm, I'm trying to recall on the initial list if he was if he was on it. Oh, I don't know. That'd be hilarious if he wasn't. He pretty had to have been, though. He wouldn't be talking about this if he wasn't. Let me check real fast. Oh, I love when they do photos with current superstars with classic titles. Uh, He's not in the initial list here. Well, he'll be a fan vote then. Fan vote, I guess so. I don't know. Anyways, Sojo's great. I'm sure he's an enlightened guy. Yeah. <laughs> he was talking about net neutrality, for God's sake. Yeah. Anyway, that's a whole other mess. Anyways. Bet it is. All right. Uh, yeah, so that's it. Uh, where's some music? Out music. There we go. Anyway. That's it for now. Thanks for watching. Until next time, talk to you guys later. Bye. Out title. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Your words? Less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.